Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman. Alongside me today, a man who has just stepped off the plane, Gareth Batty. England's tour of Sri Lanka officially underway and they've started with a 43-run Duckworth Lewis win in a keenly fought contest between two strong sides here at the Pisara Oval. 90s for Morgan and Root, three wickets for Moeen Ali, who mack a tip to be man of the match inside two hours of the game. We felt pretty comfortable there. Obviously, we lost a couple of early wickets and the way the two guys batted there was fantastic and it's always good for the confidence to start for the win. More from Ali later, as well as top Sri Lankan cricket journalist Andrew Fernando, who says fitness issues are the reason we won't be seeing Angelo Matthews. One thing that physios do say when you have those kinds of injuries is get your weight in order so that you know you can your recovery becomes easier, the risk of injury becomes less. The English have also arrived and we're going to hear from a woman who has made the ultimate sacrifice to be here. I quit my job. Wow, and to think I thought I like cricket. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. Well, look who's here, Gareth Batty. You haven't been in the country 24 hours. Thoughts of uh, of the 24 hours since you've been here? Nice curry last night. Food today. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been a success. Hey, don't forget, I had, I had half an hour in the gym as well. Uh, Stewie will be, uh, be shooting me if we don't get that in. Um, but no, it's been, uh, it's been a very good day for England today. Um, nice bit of travelling out of the way from my side, but um, no, all round. Um, a very good day for what will be a very, very exciting... Um, tournament, five matches in this one-day series with a 2020 tacked on the end. I think England would feel they've got a lot out of today. The one thing that wouldn't have been spoken about is very heavy ground. So the thing that, that you want to get out of practice games, yes, about your skills, but also miles in legs. So from a bowler's and a fielding perspective, very good to get some miles in the legs on a heavy ground. Uh, the spinners uh, got some overs under the belt, which is always good. The quicks did. And then we saw two world-class batters uh, knock it around like... Uh, 
uh, maestros out there. Absolutely. You look like the maestro when you turned up. We saw you come in. We were at the far side of the ground. You had to walk past the England team. And there was hugs all round. There was everyone coming, running over. There's a few surprise looks of like, what are you doing here? Um, but you know a lot of these players um, personally. Moeen Ali and Adil Rashid, we, we know Spin's going to play a huge part in the tour. Um, compare and contrast how they went today. From my view, Ali looked like he went, got straight, was straight into the rhythm. The rhythm was there, delivered the ball well, was coming out well, took a few wickets. Rashid, a little bit less so, but what was your expert thought? Um, I think they both, at the end of the day, will be very happy with the work. You bang on in what you said. They both went about it in a slightly different way. Um, Mo sort of got straight into his work and, and sort of started as he finished in the English summer and he had a brilliant back end to the summer, uh, both with England and with Worcester. Um, and Rash went about it more like it was um, a practice game and eased in a little bit more in his spell, which is absolutely fine. Uh, you know, the bigger picture is a few days down the line. But the positive was that both of them finished their spells, uh, their last few overs, really good, as you'd expect. Uh, Adil getting through the crease, getting really good momentum, getting some lovely shape and spun some quite sharply. Um, and more really bossed that early period of the game. So I think we've got, to, we've got to understand that we've got two guys now that have played an amount of um, ODI cricket for England and are actually very good. On the world stage together, there ain't too many better partnerships than those two. Maybe the Indian boys would argue that. Um, but apart from that, there ain't many that play together a lot. And that was actually very good to see both of them performing their roles really well today. Let's hear what Moeen Ali had to say. He caught up with Andrew McKenna following the game. Moeen, always good to start the uh, tour off with a win, even if it is via DLS. Yeah, I mean, we felt pretty comfortable there. Obviously, we lost a couple of early wickets, and the way the two guys batted there was fantastic. And it's always good for the confidence to start for the win. Obviously, Joe and Owen, towards the end, as you say, when they came back after that first delay, they did look a million dollars. Yeah, they've been playing well in the nets. Everyone's been batting well in the nets as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a few other guys ready to bat as well. So, um, no, it's fantastic. They, they played brilliantly well, um, particularly after that break, like you say. Any frustration from your point of view that you didn't get a knock today? No, I was happy. I was so tired after the bowling, after 50 hours, <laughs> I was kind of so... No, I was happy to just sit up there and watch the boys play and, um, uh, you know, necessarily try and work hard and try and... It's never the same, but you try and, um, you know, replicate in the next game stuff. You mentioned the bowling. Turnovers, three wickets. You must be really happy with the way that went. Yeah, it's nice to just bowl in games and just to get that white ball in your hand again and... Um, yeah, I thought we bowled well as a team to keep them down. It was a very good wicket. and um, It was nice to come on and break that partnership mm. initially and then get the other guy out and then uh, it's good for your confidence. And then you just try and try a few field placements and stuff looking forward into the series and, and also have a look at a couple of their guys who are, who are, in, this, who are in the squad as well. Um, obviously, Dinesh Chandamal is the captain of the Sri Lankan national team. You might not have expected to see him in a game like this, but he played well. He played very well, I thought... Um, I, I didn't expect them to play so many good players, really, um, uh, or the, most of the top players, and I think tomorrow's going to be the same. Um, so, yeah, no, he played really well, but it was nice to bowl at him and just to see what, obviously, we've bowled at him before, but just to see a few shots and what sort of risks he was, he's willing to take and things like that. There's a lot of talk about warm-up games, and sometimes the opposition isn't that strong. Is it therefore a real bonus for England that Sri Lanka have put such a strong side out in this game? Yeah, and I guess it's for both teams. I think it's for players like Chandamal to have a look at our bowlers and see what we're, we're trying to do as well. And I think in general it's it's great to play a warm-up game. I think to win is very important, first of all. And then guys like Morgi and Ruti to score 90 yards there was, was great. And to win in a convincing way in the end was, was great as well. So, yeah, I mean, you, you try and um, 
take it as it's a proper game and that's something we've been trying to do for the last few years really. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. So that's the spin. What about the pace? Because in these kind of conditions, and again, you know, this is day three for us at the Pisara. Hot, sticky. Um, <clears throat> there was cloud cover as well for most of the day. So that kept all that moisture and that, that heat in. It was quite uncomfortable at times. The pace bowlers, as you'd imagine, operating in short bursts. Um, a debut for Stone. Wokes got a run out. A couple of wickets from, uh, for, for Stokes. But, you know, did we learn anything today from them? I don't think a huge amount. Um, it was a very good thing for Ollie Stone to get out there. His first experience of England stuff, so there would have been some nerves, whether it be a practice game or not. There's nerves out there, so that's really good uh, for the group and for him moving forward. Uh, I thought Walker was good, got through his action very nicely, um, so that's another tick in the box for him. Stokesy, again, like you'd expect, he just got straight into his work. There is no such a thing as a, a practice game for him. He's just out there and, and getting amongst it. I thought it was very good. He mixed up his slower ball, sort of side of the hand, cutters with some quickish bounces which actually led to one of his wickets very smart and understanding what lengths we need to be bowling in Sri Lanka because they are different to what we've been uh, experiencing all summer in England, Your slower balls need to be slightly fuller than maybe in England um, but in general I would say a good workout for the big fellas as well I'm not sure if uh, the listeners can hear the sound of the crows, which have been circling this ground all day. <laughs> at what point, about 50 of them landed uh, just at the, uh, the top of uh, Ollie Stone's mark, and I thought it was something out of an Alfred Hitchcock film. They're back now, so uh, maybe it's, uh, it's getting to that time of the evening where the animals take over again. Um, with bats, England overcame a sticky start. 
they didn't really look uh, to be too much timing from Bearstow, but I think he was probably sawn off um, with that LBW decision. Jason Roy, few boundaries, but then he was dismissed. Brilliant piece of fielding, actually, at mid-off. Uh, strong Sri Lankan side here today, and they gave it their all. And then Morgan and Root, you know, really came to the crease, overcame a, a couple of dodgy moments early on, and then they made it look easy. I mean, Morgan, we know so much about. So much pressure on him when Hales is out the side because his batting is, you know, under the microscope. Root again, though. What is it about Root in one-day cricket that's different from Root in test cricket? It, it seems to be so carefree in this format. I think it, it also relieves a bit of the shackles him not being captain. Um, he's back in, in the ranks. Yes, he's a senior player and yes, he's arguably our best player. But it allows him to just have one role, and that is to go out and score runs. Um, as soon as you put the shackles of captaincy and all the other responsibilities that go with that, it can be difficult. Um, and he's a, he's, a, he's a very good human being, is Joe, so he will take those responsibilities um, to heart and he'll want to do it properly. So one day cricket, he can go out and express himself. He knows that Owen will lean on him, uh, his experience and his skills, uh, which is a nice thing as well. Everybody likes to feel wanted, so that's a really good point. Uh, Owen, brilliant. He needed to get some runs just so that people didn't suggest Hales has got to be playing and so on and so forth. It's a brilliant place to be for England that we're talking about, you know, a top 10 batter not getting in the side. That's a real, and that's why we're number one. We've got some wonderful players. Um, the top two potentially just needed to face a few more balls. They just wanted to hit the ball. We know how destructive they are, wonderful players. Maybe they're looking over the shoulder at Hales not playing and thinking, I need to make a big impact quickly. But I think it would have been a good learning curve for them that in these conditions, maybe wait for the ball to come underneath their eyes instead of hitting out in front of their body, where the ball does come off the surface at slightly different paces. Well, it wasn't just Gareth Batty who turned up in the last 24 hours. It wasn't just the Crows, uh, but also some English fans here today. And TalkSport 2 and TalkSport's James Savundra caught up with a woman who has pretty much laid it all on the line to be here for this tour in Sri Lanka. Well, I'm joined here by Kim and Rob, two England fans here at the PSR Stadium. Kim, where have you travelled from to be here today? We have come all the way from sunny Brighton in the UK. Brilliant. This is your first England tour you've been on? My first abroad tour, yeah, we've seen some. We saw India in the summer. We went to Edgebaston and the Aegeus Bowl, which was fantastic. So this is the first time I've been abroad, yeah. Why have you decided this is the trip you're going to go on to go and see England this time around? We decided about 18 months ago that this is the one that we wanted to do and we're here for the whole tour, the whole two months. Um, and, yeah, this is the one we wanted to do. So here for two months, how did you get that time off work then? I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> for this tour yeah absolutely yeah I had to because I work in the school and I don't get time off so I've resigned we all make sacrifices in life but to leave your job uh, to come here to Sri Lanka where it must be some country uh, a man who's joining us now can tell us a little bit about whether it's worth it or not is uh, top Sri Lankan journalist Andrew Fidel Fernando ESPN Crick Infos Fidel lovely to see you uh, is Sri Lanka really that good yeah, I mean, uh, you've come in the rainy season, so to come in the rainy season after leaving your job, you, you have to love Sri Lanka almost as much as I do, I think. Uh, two months in Sri Lanka. Um, let's talk about Sri Lanka. We've, we've discussed how England went today, but, you know, for all of the action on the field here at the Pisara, the, the, the big elephant in the room, I suppose, is the fact that there's no Angelo Matthews. Um, Gareth is still alongside me I mean you must have been surprised Gareth when he wasn't named in the side uh, I'm not sure how much cricket you played against him but he seemed to, to us at least to be the key man Yeah I mean enough to know that uh, 
I'd be pretty pleased from an England point of view that he's not in the in the side. Um, I, I find it very strange. Uh, I heard some snippets that uh, it might be a fitness thing. Um, in the modern world that we we're involved in sport now, I, I find it strange that uh, a player's allowed for his fitness to to sort of slacken off. So from that point of view, I would suggest that it's more than just him. Uh, fingers should be pointing at because uh, a series like this, you need the wonderful players, and he obviously is a fine, fine player. Uh, Fidel, can you let us in? Is it as your article on Crick Info suggested? Have they have the selectors or the management actually called Angelo Matthews fat? I think they have in a very roundabout and elaborate way. That's what. Uh, that's essentially kind of what it comes down to to an extent. I mean, his uh, his fitness has been pretty poor over the last couple of years, and I'm not just talking about you know his ability to get around the field, but uh, he's had quite a few leg injuries, you know, calf issues, hamstring issues, missed entire tours because of that. Uh, you know, one thing that physios do say when you have those kinds of injuries is get your weight in order so that, you know, you can, your recovery becomes easier, the risk of injury becomes less. Uh, it's just simple biophysics, really. And Matthews, you have to say, hasn't quite looked after that part of his game well enough. He's been really productive with the bat, though. He averages, I think, about 59 since the start of 2017. So while he's been good on, on one side of things, what the coach and the selectors are saying is that what uh, Angelo Matthews isn't quite working for the team dynamic at the moment. And they use that phrase. They didn't go too far into it, but uh, there's also run-out issues with, with Matthews. You know, in the Asia Cup, ran out to two of his partners, and they believe that's because he, he didn't quite feel fit enough to get to the other end after fielding for, for 50 overs. So all that comes into the decision. Uh, I think it's a temporary drop, but uh, you're right when you say England probably will be pretty happy. Uh, Sri Lanka trying to send their player a message and uh, England will probably benefit from that. We were also treated today from uh, a sight or a spectacle I've never seen in, in professional cricket, an ambidextrous spinner. Gareth, have you ever played against or never seen one, ever tried it? No, I can't even, I can't even throw a ball underarm left-handed. I'm a right-handed um, dominant. I, I think it's incredible, and particularly with the modern world as it's going, spinners turning into the bat generally are getting collected so if you can turn around and spin it away from the bat if you've got right and left hand it's a wonderful skill to have. Uh, Kamindu Mendis, uh, Fidel, tell us a little bit about him. He, he didn't take any wickets actually. In fact the Sri Lankan TV uh, reporter described his economy rate as pitiful while speaking to him <laughs> but he did say that he batted uh, supremely well and he did didn't he? Top score, well he's at 60 odd. Um, tell us a little bit more about him. Yeah, he's been. Uh, there's been a, bit, a lot of buzz around him since he was playing in for his school. School cricket's a big deal in Sri Lanka, and uh, his name's been tossed around for quite a few years. He played in the uh, Under-19 World Cup last year, bowled uh, ambidextrously there. He, his his figures were actually okay in, in that tournament. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a great thing, and it's just one of those cricketers that Sri Lanka seem to to throw up because they they have a lot of these unorthodox uh, cricketers who are who are encouraged to try something different. And you know, if if you can bowl, if you're if you've got both your arms and you can you feel confident doing that, no coach is ever going to coach that out of you. They're going to encourage you to try and develop it a bit more. Um, his bowling's probably his weaker suit at the moment. His batting is is definitely what is getting him into these top teams. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as Garrett said, T20 cricket. If you've got if you've got both arms in your locker, you've uh, it's a huge advantage. Uh, very briefly, you're going to be part of the, uh, the tour with us here, Fidel. But you know, what kind of challenge is this Sri Lankan side going to give England? World number one visiting these co- this country. Normally, in the last time we were here, you know, Sri Lanka came out comfortable winners, but terrible Asia Cup, a real poor 2017. 
Lost against Sri Lanka. Are they going to give England a, a fight? I'm just mentally preparing myself for a thrashing from England. Uh, to be honest, it's it's hard to see Sri Lanka come out and be, you know, you wouldn't back them to, to completely turn England over. I think it's going to be really tough for them with all the, the crisis that's going on with the captaincy, with all the changes that have been around the team over the last couple of years. Uh, 30 out of the last 40 ODIs they've lost. And even if you look through the matches that they have won, they haven't been against, you know, great opposition or they've been in dead rubbers. So it's a huge challenge for Sri Lanka. And I think England, the way they're playing, they're favourites as you know as any uh, any number one team is but especially against uh, quite a weakened Sri Lanka one day side in the tests I think Sri Lanka will be much more competitive uh, but there, you know there are challenges like you know Dinesh Chandimal new captain coming in he's not had a stable place in the one day team of the last couple of years he's got to look after his own runs as well as take on the leadership after a particularly fractious period so it's uh, it's a little bit of a of chaos in Sri Lanka cricket at the moment however they do occasionally seem to come out with the goods when there is chaos. Sometimes when there is chaos, that brings the best out of them. So uh, that's what Sri Lanka will be hoping. That's what the coach and, and players will be hoping they can do. Brilliant stuff. I love seeing good stuff come out of chaos. That's what talk sports cricket coverage is <laughs> going to all be about. Thank you very much, Fidel. We'll, uh, we'll be speaking to you throughout the series. Uh, not just attention in this country, though, to the Sri Lanka series. PCA Awards was taking place in London last night. I'm sure there's a few hangovers today. Uh, not, though, for Sam Ellard, who has to get up at 4am every morning. But he was there uh, hoovering up some content, and he spoke to the likes of Joe Denley, Ollie Pope, and um, also uh, Nick Compton, who announced his retirement over the last 24 hours, to get their thoughts about the challenge that faces uh, Owen Morgan's men here in Sri Lanka. Someone told me it would go like it would. I wouldn't have really believed them. Uh, But at the same time, I try not to overthink it. I think, look, at the end of the day, it's just a game. Um, And when I'm successful or when I don't do well, I try and just sort of remain remain on a fairly constant constant level personally. uh, And hopefully that shows within my peers. Um, but yeah, obviously the next step, uh, playing for England has its different challenges. You've got the media, you've got the crowds, so it's, um, it is tough. But I think I've, I felt like that, that didn't really change the way I played my cricket. Very confident within my own game and wherever England need me to bat, hopefully I'm selected in that first test. But uh, like you say, it's about taking that opportunity. There's a couple of warm-up games before that first test and hopefully I can um, you know, push my case there and you know, I've played in all sorts of positions in the batting order, so whether it be one, two, three in the middle order, uh, I feel I'm well equipped to, to do a good job. I think it's a matter of getting volume in to start off with, just get it, get used to the pitches as much as possible, and it's very different to facing spin over here to spin in the subcontinent for sure. So it's just about getting acclimatised and getting used to it. That's what I found uh, that helped me in the IPL and stuff. So... Um, yeah, playing spin is, is an art really as well, so uh, certainly something that will prove a challenge, but we've got a lot of the guys now playing in, playing in the uh, IPL and, and various competitions around the world, so it uh, shouldn't be too much of a shock against, against high-quality spin bowling. It's going to be tough. We saw what happened to South Africa when they were over there, so I think it's about setting up that platform again. Guys can't just go out there and think they're going to dominate. They're going to have to earn the right. They're going to have to spend time at the crease, get used to conditions. And I think if they have that mindset, they have that humility and respect for being in a foreign currently country like Sri Lanka, I think when it comes to talent and it comes to ability, I think England 
um, we'll have a great chance. OK, Gareth, that's pretty much it. Your first 24 hours in Sri Lanka, just about to come to a close. We went to dinner last night, sheltering under a big tree from the rain. It started to rain here again at the Pisara. Uh, what do you fancy tonight? Fish curry, mutton curry, chicken nuggets... I think I'm going to go for a, a fish curry because the lamb last night was rather hot and uh, my bathroom didn't appreciate it this morning. Well, you turned your nose up at the fish head curry, so I, I've got a feeling that there might be some kind of I'm a celebrity uh, challenge awaiting at some point in the next few weeks. Well, that's all we've got time for today. I'm John Norman. Alongside me has been Gareth Batty. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Tomorrow, for the fourth and last time this tour, myself, Gareth and Macca will be back at the Pisara as England again go against the Sri Lankan Board 11. You can hear live reports on TalkSport and TalkSport 2 and hear reaction to the action with exclusive player content on tomorrow's following on to never miss an episode be sure to subscribe either on apple podcasts or your favorite podcast app see you tomorrow the following on podcast is proudly sponsored by barbados tourism and this is your gentle reminder that barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.